Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Suggestible, the podcast. I'm Claire Twenty. Who else is here? I'm James Clement. I'm here also. <laughs> Both of us are here for the podcast. We suggest things to you so you can listen to them or ignore our advice. Correct. Exactly. All right. And as always, the gentleman's first on this podcast. It's your turn. Excellent. Now, Claire, I know every week I bring death and destruction and AI and the future and misery. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's only... Yeah, got it. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Go on with your dark, miserable recommendations. Well, I was about to say, only one of my things this week is that. (laughs) And the other is a lighthearted good time. Uh, So, look, I'll get the grim one out of the way first. This is a movie from 2014. It's called The Rover. Okay, you're nothing but consistent. Thank you. That sounds AI-related. It's not AI-related, but I want you to imagine a world... (laughs) 10 years from now. Dark, desolate. Yes. No plants. Yep. Everybody's dead. Yep. Your brains are in a computer. No, Claire. You, all of those there's other things. But yes, there's no robots. What? It's Australia about, you know, it's like 10 years from like some apocalyptic event. Was it a financial crisis? Was it a nuclear something? Whatever. Did the bloody <laughs> did, did bloody Twitter get out of hand and too many people got cancelled or whatever? I don't know. Yes. Yes. But it's 10 years from now. Uh, it's directed by David uh, Machod, who I'm probably saying that wrong, but he directed Animal Kingdom. Uh, he's also a writer, producer. He's Australian. He's also a writer, producer on Catch-22 and it stars Guy Pearce who, of course, you would know from many things. Australian actor. You know Guy Pearce, right? Correct. From the man from Snowy River. Yes. What's the one where he's with Claudia Carvin and they body swap? Oh, I I don't know. That's that's my main reference. That's the one you go to. Okay. (laughs) For the comic book fans out there, uh, you could say uh, he plays the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Spoiler alert. Both those mics on or just one? No, they're both on. Okay, you don't trust me. Okay, because I can't see the lights from here. Yeah, no, right. you don't like being not in control. No, no, it's kind tell. of relaxing. I know, I know uh, how Mason feels. You can just go, whatever. <laughs> just don't worry about it. Anyway, it also stars Robert Pattinson, or as we call him on the Weekly Planet, Robat Battenbat, <laughs> which is his nickname because every, every, hit my mic, every new Batman. Some professional. I know. Every, professional. Professional. Every new Batman actor needs a name, like Ben Batfleck. Etc. and so forth. Mr. Bat and Bat. Yeah, so he's Robat Bat and Bat. And I know that some people are like, well, how, you know, how could he be Batman or whatever? He's the guy from, he's the sparkly vampire from Twilight. You watch a movie like this and you see how he's got so much range. So basically, society has collapsed. Guy Pierce is just a man drinking at a bar. It's like a Mad Max world. It's like the road, it's that kind of future. And somebody steals his car. And it just goes from there. So it's about a man going after somebody, a group of people who have stolen his car and he ends up running into Robat Battenbat, <laughs> whose brother is one of the people who stole his car. And you're like, why, would, why does he even care about this car? And that kind of unfolds. He's a man who's got nothing to kind of live for and like seemingly no purpose. Like a lot of people in this movie, society has just completely crumbled and everybody in it does at least one terrible, unforgivable thing. So you're like, do I want any of these people to survive this at all? And look, if you want a grim, fun time, minus the fun, <laughs> check out The Rover. He's a, he's a great director. Keep an eye on this bloody guy because he, he makes bloody crack and stuff. I see. Why yeah. is it called The Rover? Because Guy Pearce, it's like, a, it's like a Western in the future. So he he's roves. Like, he just roves, mate. He roves the post-apocalyptic desert. And he's a big fan of Australian comedian slash late night host Rove McManus. <laughs> 
That's his main claim to That's fame. That's the main thing, yeah. Whatever happened to Rob McManus? What's he's still he doing, doing now? lots of great stuff. Oh, he's Hoovians yeah. on the Yeah, ABC. he's doing Hoovians, but he's hosting like quiz shows and he's on the radio and he does, all, he does a bunch of stuff, yeah. He does all kinds of things. I don't think he likes he was nearly, very much. I think he nearly got Fallon's job, um, the late night host in, in the US. Yeah, he in was, the US. Yeah, he was one of the, one of the people up for that Because he hosted role. Rove Live, which yeah, was, um, I, I would say, our most famous Australian talk show. At, yes. In our generation of the early 2000s? Probably. It's probably the project is probably about the equivalent now. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. No, the Rover, here. what's your thing, Claire? Okay, excellent. Thank you for that great suggestible. You can follow us at Suggestible Pod on all the socials. I I'm do already. You, you don't know. need to tell me. Well, right? I'm telling you, sir. I already do. Okay, right. Now it's my turn. Okay. So I am recommending a few things this week. One is an Instagram account because I have a book as well, but I'm a big old nerd. This is just going to go down the line of my big old nerdness. His name is Arthur Parkinson. So at Arthur Parkinson. And he is, you're going to hate this so much already. He's a gardener. And a chicken, like the guy who looks after chickens. So he's a man who, I got it. Okay. A man who dresses in a chicken suit who gardens. I got it. (laughs) Next thing, please. No, he looks, he lives in the UK. It's actually much better than it sounds. He has like 15,000 followers. And basically he's following this trend of like young, good looking men who take photos of themselves with flowers and slash hens and feathers and put it online. And he just writes a lot about gardening and sustainable things. And I really like him. So if anyone out there likes gardening and or chickens, which I do. Go follow at Arthur Parkinson. He's also written a book called The Pottery Garden, which I bought on Booktopia. Is he one of these guys who's like, <laughs> is he one of these guys who like, he's like, I'm just a down to earth nature guy, but really he's got like abs and he's holding an axe and putting his foot on a stump with his shirt no, on. No, no. He's one of those more, guys? He's very flamboyant. Okay. He's very flamboyant. Well, then and, that, that's less threatening the, to me. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. correct. Exactly. <laughs> and he also loves, you know, Ab Fab? What's her name, the blonde one? Yeah, absolutely I've fabulous. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Yeah. What, what's her name? I've I forgotten don't know. now. I can't Which remember. Which one? The blonde one. I, yeah, I don't Google know. Google it. Okay, I'll Google Colin, it. Colin, yeah. delete this bit. Go. Google. Okay, Google. sorry. You can leave all this in, Colin. No, you funny. can't. No, it's embarrassing. I can't remember her name. Uh, her name is Joanna Lumley. Perfect. Joanna Lumley. He's a massive fan of Joanna Lumley and he's quite hilarious and shares a lot of things about her and so I really like him a lot. I do like Joanna Lumley. Yeah, she's really cool. There she are does. only 39 episodes of Absolutely Fabulous. Wow. I thought that went for like a thousand years. It feels like, because it's always on all the time. It's, all, it's never not been on. It's like the faulty towers yeah. as well of the thing. Though this faulty towers has less than that. 12, 12 I think. 12 episodes. Yeah. Genius. Amazing. All right, so that's my first recommendation. I'm sneaking in another one before you get another turn. What? I know. Against the rules. My other one is a book called Dark Emmy by Bruce Pascoe that I read that I also talked to you a lot is about. Is this also about the environment? Yes, it is. I know. Oh I'm God, being environmental. Claire. I know. So you're all about the fact that we're all going to die and that death and destruction. I am about life-giving things. I'm not like all about gardens. that, Claire. I just think it's going to happen and it will. All right. I'm explaining Dark Emu to you and then you can have your turn. Bloody stop banging on. So Dark Emu is a book basically about what Australia looked like before uh, the European settlers arrived. And what I know that sounds boring, boring. It's not boring, though. It's super fascinating because it looks at the way that Indigenous people in Australia cultivated the land, cared for the animals, and 
basically created like a giant garden across across the continent. Mm. It was often thought in our history that we're told that they were hunter gatherers, so that they yeah, didn't they have their moved own structures. Yeah, they from place to place, and yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And they kind of just existed by following the seasons and tra- traipsing around, but not actually owning any land or setting up structures. Mm. And this book just pulls that whole idea apart and shows that. Um, Indigenous people were growing grain, they were growing yeah. rice, they had villages, they built, you know, um, entire yes, structures. structures and, yeah, yeah, and dams and irrigation systems. Mm. They had, you know, means of catching fish on a huge scale to be able to feed hundreds of people. And it's just such a fascinating look at um, an Indigenous Australia that I don't think we get This is the book about. that had the thing about the killer whales, is that right? Correct. I want to Say, tell do that, that story. Thing, yeah. All right, okay. So there's a story about how the Indigenous people over thousands of years, because there's evidence to suggest they were here for at least 60,000 years mm. before European settlement, which is ginormous amount of time. And over thousands of years, they developed a relationship with the killer whales off the coast. And so whenever the killer whales sensed that there was an injured whale in the area, like a big a blue whale, they would herd the blue whale towards the shore, allowing the Indigenous people to then spear it and, and then they would have a feast. And then the Indigenous people would share the tongue of the whale with the killer whales and it became this kind of like symbiotic relationship yes. developed over thousands of years. Anyway, as happens, it continued even after European settlement for a while until a disgruntled settler was annoyed and decided to kill a killer whale and then they just completely destroyed an entire thousand. So the killer, killer whales were basically like, well, fuck yeah. Yeah, and, and they they, that's gone. Back. They've yeah. never come back, yeah, because they saw a human being kill one of their pod. So yeah. That was it. Excellent. It's just a metaphor for all now of the Now there's no whale tongue for anybody. I'd be having no whale, whale tongue, tongue soup <laughs> if it wasn't for these guys. You would be, exactly. Anyway, it's a really fascinating book. Yeah, cause, and that's interesting you say that because we, we worked in Indigenous community for a year. We uh, we moved, moved up there. And the, the, story, the stories that they, the schools tell, that the, the, the communities, the, the white side of the communities tell is when they got up there, all the indig- Indigenous people were dying and they came in and rescued them and put them in mm. communes and put them to work or whatever, which is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Like they correct. weren't there for 60,000 years and then you got there just in time. No, exactly, (laughs) exactly right. And that's exact. it's just so ridiculous to even think about. I mean, they existed peacefully as well, really, Mm. which is kind of mind-blowing when you think about, you know, an entire civilization living over this kind of size of land um, and living peacefully off the land in a sustainable way. And even because a lot of the book Bruce Pascoe has researched and read a lot of the early settlers' first impressions of the land when they arrived. Mm. And what they were looking for was areas of land that was farmable, right, that they could then people bring across from good old ye old England and set up their houses and set up their villages and set up, you know, basically farming land for cattle and sheep. And what he discovered through reading the early, you know, writings of these settlers was that Australia was like a, a massive garden and it mm. was and so many of the areas that these settlers describe as being almost like fields of, you know, wheat or fields of Because they rice. did a lot of backburning and things like which yeah, revitalizes exactly. vegetation. Fire. And they still yeah. like, there's still methods like that used today. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and I think 
what's interesting is by the time, because they'd obviously wiped out a lot of the Indigenous population, mm. by the time a lot more people came over from Britain, the land looked very different yes. um, from when they first arrived because of the amount of effort that the Indigenous people went to yeah, to shape the landscape. The land here is well, not so much where brutal. we are, but it's brutal. Like it's really, yeah. yeah, like the coast's not as not so much, but yeah. I remember hearing stories as a kid about that, how when the settlers got here, they were like, well, this looks different than what we were, we were imagined. And the, the, the story that I was told as a kid was they arrived in the dry season. And so that's why it looked, it looked that way. different. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that's, that's not, not true. Yeah. No, it's actually just that they wiped out a lot of the indigenous population. Because you think you just wait three months and then be like, oh, this is fine. But that wasn't, you know. No, exactly, yeah. because it was so finely tuned. The the complexity um, by which they used fire to shape the land around them was, mm. and, and even to grow food like yams everywhere. Anyway, this is probably really boring to people that aren't interested in Indigenous culture, but I just find it fascinating to think that, you know, we have this European idea that we were the conquerors of the land and do things the right way. And then with the climate, the way that it is at the moment now, you think we have a lot to learn about how to look, care for um, and nurture our Absolutely. planet from our Indigenous peoples. Anyway, that's a recommendation, Darky Mew, Bruce Pascoe. All right, I've well, sufficiently up, bored you. Thanks for bringing up the mood, Claire. Yeah, good job. I'm, I bring the death and destruction. Right, right. My, all, all mine's fictional. Yours is like... Arthur Parkinson, the pottery guy. Yours is like, and we ruined a society more than we, you thought you did. <laughs> yeah, we really, it's just... Tra- well, it's not, I know, it's it is incorrect. actually really tragic, but also fascinating. I just mm. had no idea that they grew, you know, grains yeah. and rice and... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's there you a, go. Here's a uh, YouTube channel I've been keeping track of for a while. It's called The Leftovers. It's uh, Helena Ruse and Pepper Mills. And I think um, – oh, Pippa Mills, sorry. And, and there's another writer, I think Pippa's brother, who, who works on this. And basically it's a, it's a comedy web series starring these two. And it's just a whole lot of the things that they get into. And it's about dating and relationships and work and life and fun and texting and, and, and going out and staying in and drinking and hangovers and university and getting jobs and all those kind of things. It's relatively small. It's about 14,000 um, subscribers, which actually isn't that small, really, when you think about it. But they've, actually, they've just recently released last week a new, uh, a new series called Internment. And it's, uh, it's, it's like eight or ten episodes, and they're, and they're short episodes. And I think it's funded by Screen Australia as well, uh, who also work with um, Auntie Donna and a few other local comedian groups who people uh, might know. And there's a few people from them. Auntie Donna, Auntie Donna Sketch is actually in this as well. Uh, but it's, it's these two girls who were working this kind of this... Uh, I guess for lack of a better word, it's like a Mamma Mia-esque organization or like a new media kind of organization and that how they're working as unpaid interns and the jobs that they have to do and and how things are expected of them and how at the end, you know, they're probably not going to get jobs anyway and why are they doing any of this and it's coffee runs and belittlement and it's slightly kind of uh, a hyper-reality kind of situation but also it's very much grounded in real world and, and real experiences. So, yeah. I would say definitely check out uh, left. It's not the leftovers, which is um, that excellent TV series. Have you seen the leftovers? No. Yeah. What's the leftovers? It's the guy who created Lost. It's 
I'll talk about it another day. All right. I, I, thought, I thought it was The Let Down, which is that cool TV series that you hate about hate parenthood on it's ABC. Too, it's, it's, like, it's funny, though. It's like looking in a mirror. It is, but Terrible. it is hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, if you like comedy, like fun comedy thing, and I think you might really like it as well. I've been meaning to show, show you for a while. So, I thought, what better opportunity to bring it up into the podcast where we're forced to talk to each other? <laughs> it's called Leftovers, but I'll, um, well, it, Collings will link it below. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth checking out. Give them okay. a bloody subscribe and a watch. That yeah. sounds awesome. It is awesome. It sounds real up my alley. It, it really is. Okay, yeah. excellent. So there you go. There's some fun for you, Claire. There's so much fun. Oh, speaking of fun, before we get on to our other recommendation, I have another recommendation for an Instagram account. I'll just swing back and forth. Okay, who's... This one's who's, at Celeste Barber. Who's bloody cooking potatoes? Or no one's cooking potatoes. Celeste Barber's bloody <laughs> hilarious. If you don't know her, she's got like, a, like billions or millions of followers on Instagram. Billions anyway, and millions. No, yeah, all of the things. Oh she is an Australian comedian who is now followed by the likes of, you know, Gwyneth Oh, I know Paltrow. Celeste Barber. She, yeah, because she's in that show that you love. The Let Down, yeah. yeah. But she just does really hilarious parodies of, you know, model, model, model and celebrity photos, which I know out the surface doesn't sound particularly exciting, but they are so hilarious. And mm. the way she uses her physicality and her body is just so brilliant. And they're just so cheerful. And it also reminds me that uh, it's okay for women to not look perfect. Do yeah, you know right. I mean? She doesn't take herself too seriously. She's followed by like the Kardashians as well. And, you know, 5.8 million. Wow. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So she's sort of, tour- she tours around the US all the time. Yeah, right. Um, she used to be on All Saints for any Australians who know Well, this that is the one you were saying drama. how she couldn't get work for. Yeah. Yeah. And so she created her own work pretty much. She just yeah. created her own niche. Yeah, because yeah. she doesn't look like a typical person that's on TV, you know, all perfect looking and skinny and blonde or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, and she's just got a very unique style of comedy, which we've talked about before, right? Often, and I think Tina Fey in an interview said this as well, often if you're, you're unique or a bit different, you really have to forge your own way yeah, and totally. make your own yeah. work. Yeah, which is like what you have done. Yes, there. Claire. I'm just like Celeste Barber in many ways. Minus, you look so tired. You've been no, I'm looking through her Instagram. The gym. Yeah. I nearly died at the gym. I fucking, I nearly died. Claire. You nearly died. You did the rolling. You I don't recommend rolling. doing the rolling. I do not. Especially don't do it last. Yeah. I you nearly die. I haven't been for a couple of days. I feel gross. That's because you have the flu, maybe. I don't have, do the have the flu anymore. Well, I don't know. I don't. I got a swab and it said that I did, but I don't feel it as bad. I just feel tired. Who are going to believe? Medical science or your own feelings, Claire? <laughs> Instead of going to the gym, I had a lamington. <laughs> Where'd you get a lamington from? At the movies. Oh, man. I, I, thought you had a, four. I thought you had a secret lamington stash that I wasn't aware of. No, you always think I have secret stash. Because you do. Food. You're I hiding don't. food. I don't know what you're up to. I'm not hiding food. I just eat Kit Kats in my car sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's become a confession time. That sounds insane. How much time have we got left? <laughs> we, it's only 17 minutes. Oh, excellent. So we've got plenty ages. of time to talk about the last thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, which is real fun. Yeah. I'll do it because I can. first, obviously. No, but you've already had your yeah, turn. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay, and I've just confessed to my Kit Kat eating in the car thing, which sounds weird. There's so. nothing wrong with that. You know how many times I sneak out for a bloody Coke Zero or Coke Yeah. What has happened to you? You never used to be onto those. Because I'm dying, Claire, and I need energy to keep <laughs> yeah. me going. Yeah, you're dying inside because you're drinking cancerous liquid out of a can. It really is. It's so bad Unless for you. we get sponsored by them. No. No. <laughs> Even if we get sponsored by them, it absolutely is the worst thing you can drink. It's like drinking poison. It is. It's yeah. so bad for you. Actually, mm. I did see an empty can in the car the other day. Yeah. When our son was in hospital and I needed <laughs> energy to not cry all day every day. <laughs> That's true. More than you usually do in yeah. life. 
That's right. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, yeah. let's talk about the state of the See, union. No- normally the podcast with Mason is I'm breaking down and he's like, everything's fine. But for, for this, it's, we're both like, I'm secretly eating Kit Kats. <laughs> My husband's drinking poison. <laughs> We've all got the flu. But everything's fine. I know I may or may know. I know I have the flu. You know I have, know I have the flu because the doctor shoved this like weird cotton ball on a piece of wire up my nose all the way back into my sinuses. And I nearly punched him in the face when he did it. Claire, that wasn't a doctor. That was a man at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why um, you let him do that. But he said it was a free consultation because oh, really I good looked point. like a nice person. Yeah, and he licked the, the end of it and he went, yeah, that's the flu. I paid him in Kit Kats. What? <laughs> yeah, how weird is that though? Like, It's such a weird feeling. You never stick anything that far up your nose. Well, speak for yourself, Claire. <laughs> speak for yourself. Drinking right? your Coke Zero up your nose. I have like maybe two a week. <laughs> let's not let's not talk about this like it's get that out of hand, mate. It was looking daily the other day. <laughs> the other day we went to the pub and you were like, I'm not drinking, I'm gonna be really healthy. And then you ordered two pints, not pots, pints of Coke Zero. Diet Coke, then. Or Diet Coke, Coke yeah. even worse. Yeah, with like very little ice. Yeah. So it was just but that's, boys, I think a beer that's was better, better than, for no, you. No, it's not not calories wise, Claire. We're talking oh, low calories. Well, yeah, but just because you're skinny, you'll still be dead. <laughs> I'd rather be skinny <laughs> and dead than drunk. <laughs> and and slightly heavier than I already and am. Happy, and like happy. Like relaxed yeah. and happy, slightly portly. You'd rather be skinny and dead in, yeah. your, in your dead world with your As I get older, every time I look at a beer, all I think is now, you know how much I have to run to get to work up one beer? <laughs> it's crazy. It's, a cra- it's like eating a loaf of bread. It's like eating four donuts. Yeah. I'd rather eat four donuts, quite <laughs> frankly. I don't even really like beer that much. I don't even really like donuts. But a cold, cold one. A cold beer on, on a hot, a hot day, day is great. after you worked yeah. hard. But in I'd the rather oh, look. You know me. I like if I'm going to drink, I'm doing. I'm doing cocktails, man. I'm getting the fruitiest cocktail yeah. in the world. Because I want to drink something I like. Beer is a conspiracy. I've talked <laughs> about <laughs> this. You think everything is a conspiracy? No, I think beer is a conspiracy. I think no. You everybody's think everything is everybody's a conspiracy. just kind of gotten like got it in their head that it's the kind of thing that you have to drink. You don't have to drink it. You can drink anything else. You can drink water. But you don't think that people like it. I think a lot of people don't like it and just drink it. A yes, a lot of people or do. That, no, I think it's the or opposite. become or become reliant on it. Like, oh, it's not even. It's just like a thing that you, it's like a habit you fall into. You crack one because it's not that good. Like, it's really not. No, but this is wine like- is better than beer. No. Scotch is better than beer. <laughs> bourbon, some bourbon is better than beer. This is ridiculous. Vodka is better than beer. No, not everything is a conspiracy. Guinness is better than beer. I agree that some people will like beer and some people won't, but it's not a freaking conspiracy. I'd have a Guinness every day. That's like drinking cold soup. Have you ever had a, like a proper Guinness? It's incredible. Yes, I have no, had you a proper haven't. Guinness. D- then you haven't. From a can with a marble in it. Then that is... <laughs> Again, you got it from the man at the bus stop. You know, this is not but newsflash. Guinness is beer. It's a stout. It's like a. It's like a. Which is a beer. Yeah, but it's like red wine, white oh, wine. Is this on? Can I don't you know. hear me? Hello, yeah. it's a beer. I can hear you without the microphone. <laughs> oh yeah. I can hear you because I'm sitting oh, across from you. I'm losing my mind. Anyway, let's get off this topic. Yeah. That beer is. If we run out of time now, speaking of marital, uh, dear lord, marital arguments. Trying to think of other things that you thought were conspiracy. We can come back to things work. that I think is conspiracy. You think that the whole concept of work yeah, is a conspiracy? It's a trap, and the five day week is a lie that people have been fed at school. Here he goes. It's an absolute 
fucking scam. That, okay. that, that is ruining people. Except for the people that need to go to an office to earn a yes, living. Yes, but what – yeah, I, I, I know. I understand it's a necessity. He's ranting, guys. But why is His it – eyes are getting intense. Why is it 5-2? Why is it not at least 3-4 or 4-3? Four, it should what? be the other why way. Why are you just saying numbers now? What do you mean I'm saying – I'm not saying random four, two, numbers. 4-2, 6-1, 7-5. I'm talking about <laughs> – I'm talking about the work week. It should be a four-day work week at oh, least. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you meant. Not five. I'm just saying numbers. <laughs> 76, five. Numbers are conspiracy. 22. Numbers are a conspiracy. Speaking of numbers. Okay, we're at 23 minutes. All uh, right, okay. All right, do you want to bring it up? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, bloody hell. You're the professional. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're really You've not. never listened to my show. That's then. a conspiracy that, yes. you are, yeah, that you are. I listen to your shows. No, you don't. I listen to the ads. Yeah, exactly. Because I buy them yeah. for you. Or buy them, get them. Anyway, I do listen to your show. I just don't listen to that. Uh, that you often. don't have to listen to it. It's fine. All right. I talk to you every day. It's like day. when people I know like, I listen to your show. And I'm like, you don't have to listen to it. Don't, don't feel obliged to listen to it. Anyway, sorry, go on. I don't Superman as much as you. That's fine. Nobody does. All right. That's not true. A lot of, a lot of people love like Spider-Man. More than I do. I yeah. do like Spider-Man, actually, mm. to be fair. Anyway, okay, this is our last suggestible. Yep. Um, it's called State of the Union. It's written by Nick Hornby. It's a TV series. Um, they're 10-minute episodes. And uh, Nicholas Hornby is one of your faves or was one of your favorites. I like the right? one book that he wrote. I liked uh, High Fidelity. I read some of his other books, but none of them are as good as High Fidelity. Correct. I feel. And there's a yeah. lot of repeating kind of things in there is correct. and characters and yeah. etc. So the state of the human the union the union stars Chris O'Dowd from the IT Crowd correct. who I love the comedian and Rosamund Pike. That's who, right from Die Another Day the Bond film from 2002 with Halle Berry and Pierce Brosnan. Oh I, oh I, I thought I was going to say Gone Girl which no, I feel Claire, is a much better reference. No Claire nobody remembers Gone Girl everybody remembers Die Another Day from 2002 <laughs> All right, with the invisible down. car. I liked Gone Girl. Yeah I know I I'm just joking good. nobody likes Die Another Day. No it's a terrible. Film. It is a terrible film. Yeah. Anywho, yes, and it's it's really quite interesting. It's about the two characters, so Louise and Tom, who meet in a pub immediately before their weekly marital therapy session. Mm. Um, so it's just before they, should just they do go in. a podcast, in. am I right? Oh, like, oh, that'd be good for their yeah. marital state of the union. Uh-huh. Um, so each episode pieces together how their lives were before they got together, what drew them together, and then what has started to pull them apart. Um, and you sort of find out one of them has been um, unfaithful. Exactly. And then why that kind of happens and it un- kind of unravels from there. Tom, um, Chris Adad's character, is just kind of every character that Nick Hornby writes. Yeah, they both ever. are. I mean, yeah. Because a lot of uh, well, this is, it's very. As soon as I found out this is Nick Hornby, I'm like, of course it is. I can't believe I didn't. Yeah, because because he's like he's like a schlubby guy. He's like I'm just a guy who loves collecting records, and your job's more important than my job. And I'm getting older, but what does that mean? But I'm cool. I'm I'm kind of funny. I'm still cool, and I hate everybody. Oh, it's me. Oh no, it is. It's literally. It's literally you. <laughs> or it was you, uh, I reckon, when yeah, we first so if, started dating. Yeah, so if you've you. seen, yeah, if you've seen, or what I've come to realize about High Fidelity, the book and the movie, is the lead character is terrible. He's a terrible person. <laughs> uh, I knew you weren't a terrible person back then. No, I disagree. What did you think of it overall? Yeah, good. I mean, it's. I think it's the performances that definitely make it because it's it's an interesting kind of insight into a marriage that clearly doesn't exist. I guess. But I think the, the the two the back and forth between those two are really are really good in it. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it too. I liked 
the way that it's only 10 minutes, mm. but the script is so great that you really get a sense of everything that's gone on with them, who they are as yeah. people, and you can see why they ended up the way that they did. And also while you're watching, because they're often bickering, and you can kind of see how the other misunderstands the other in yeah, their right, fights. Yeah. And I find that kind of interesting. You feel a bit pervy, like you're looking in on someone else's relationship. Yeah, while they're also looking on other people's relationships in the actual yeah, show as well. Yeah, yeah. And they, oh, there's some really sweet moments too. Yeah. And there's kind of lessons in... Tom, so Chris, her dad's character, is quite sort of insecure about his sort of life at that point. And you mm. can see that he kind of shuts down and that's kind of what part of where the problem started to stem from too because he didn't feel like he was good enough because she's quite um, a professional. She's a you know, physician, a yeah, doctor. Yeah, she's much better looking than him. Much better looking, smarter, <laughs> well, obviously got her shit way yeah. more together. And that's a lot of know. the dynamic of high fidelity as well, like that. It's kind of exact dynamic, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But he's got a lot to offer too, though. He's very funny and quite charismatic. Bitch schleppy. He's, he's Chris O'Dowd. Cut him some bloody slack, though. He's a very successful actor. Yeah, I movie. really like him. <laughs> I like him a lot. I yeah, like him. Good. I love him yeah. in the IT crowd. He's mm. great in that. Mm. Okay. So you like it? I do. I don't love it. I think some episodes, I think it starts really well mm. um, and then it kind of it dips a little bit, but then it, it does get better. I think it ends pretty strong as well. I think it's probably a bit too long. Like it's a bit too... Do you like, think it's only yeah. what ten episodes? Yeah, I think there's some kind each. of some Philip kind of stuff in there. Of, um, yeah. Do you, yeah, it's interesting you say that. Mm. Do, I guess because it's set in the one place, it's just set in a part. That, that I don't have a problem with. I think I think time. they kind of retread a lot of like old ground a few times. But I guess that's kind of relationships as well. You yeah, know, you kind I of, feel like that's kind of what mm. relationships in yeah. are. I mean, they I wouldn't have recommend kids watching well. it all. Like you could easily sit and watch it all at once. But I would say break Brace it up it a bit. Probably do it in two or three sessions. Yeah, I watched it all at once. I think. Bad idea. Oh, no. I enjoyed it because it was short yeah. and it was something I felt like watching. But I love that kind of stuff. I love examining emotions and looking at relationships and terrible rom-coms and all that stuff. It's right in my bag. And I love the movie Die Another Day, which is why I recommend <laughs> whatever this show was called. Okay. Of all the suggestibles that we've done on this show, Die Another Day is the number one pick. That's what people should take away from this. Correct. Collings, please link it in the description. Yeah. <laughs> it's got an invisible car. It does. All right, we're done. It's half an hour. Is it? It's all over, all right, uh, Red before Rover. We, before we go, I just want to read out uh, a, a couple of reviews from people who, who were kind enough to write Aww. us a review. You can do it right on your app. This is from... Uh, so many, so many nicknames were taken. So many other nicknames were taken. Uh, loving the dynamic of this duo that rivals that a good of a good time and a better time. Brackets doesn't have to make <laughs> sense, but yeah, you'll love it. Uh, it's nice to have some solid suggestions. Big fan, uh, and this one says long longing for more. Says I love these two and their podcasting efforts. The particular podcast is fine. I mean, listen if you want, <laughs> live your life, do what you want. Why are you asking me? But really, listen, it's good if you want. So yeah. Um, we really appreciate that because um, we debuted on number 88 on the UK charts and that will, uh, if we could hit 85, that would just make my week. It would. Yeah. It would definitely make your week. Mm. You wouldn't be drinking more sneaky Coke Zeros. No, I'll still be sneaking Coke Zeros. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Don't you even worry about it. Right? Cool. And the other thing you could do other than subscribing and reviewing and rating for us would be to follow us on the socials yeah. at just, uh, just suggestiblepod.com. No. Oh, good Lord. No one will know anything. This is anarchy. Suggestiblepod. at suggestiblepod. I can't say that. Suggestiblepod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Correct. 
Exactly. I am also on Instagram at Claire Twenty. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies. You are across all the things. Yes. Yeah, and you can also find more podcasts just like this one from planetbroadcasting.com. You do the podcast, The Weekly Planet. I do. Correct. I do a podcast called Just Make the Thing where I interview creatives about how to make stuff. And, yeah. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye. I don't know why I sang that. That's why you end a podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Done. 